Welcome to a series of netcasts brought to you by Yale University. The poet Khalil Gibran said, You have your Lebanon and its dilemma. I have my Lebanon and its beauty. The disheartening thing about that sentiment is that Gibran expressed it in the 1920s. And today, Lebanon remains embroiled in conflict. This is Colleen Shaddix for the Yale Office of Public Affairs talking with a man who would like to change that, Gilbert Dumit. A management consultant by trade, Mr. Dumit has set up several pro-democracy and peace groups in Lebanon. He's currently a World Fellow at Yale University. We could go back as far as the Assyrians and find outside groups who came in and helped to destabilize Lebanon. Given that there are still so many players, what can the average Lebanese citizen do to work toward peace? First, thank you, Colleen, for, uh, for hosting me on, on this uh, podcast. You're welcome. Uh, definitely, Lebanon will always be affected by, by the region and by the world uh, power dynamics and political mm-hmm. dynamics. At the same time, when, when the Lebanese decide, choose to strengthen their state institutions and create their own foreign policy, their own choices, that will that with with the mindset to instigate or to invite cooperation with other countries, regional mm-hmm. or international, mm-hmm. while uh, keeping and protecting our national interest. Mm-hmm. At second level, uh, also Lebanese needs to uh, engage and be more educated on the choices they make and create uh, um, a, a relationship with their government, independent of their sectarian belonging, that will always lead them to create uh, bilateral between sects and other countries uh, uh, relationships mm-hmm. that will hinder their unity, their common values and common purpose. So we need to create also uh, as well our, our common purpose and our common values that will create a national unity mm-hmm. outside any interference. Now, you helped launch a peace movement in 2007 called Halas, or Enough, during a crisis over presidential succession. When that particular crisis passed, how have you managed to maintain momentum? Um, Khalas is a campaign that was created as a reaction to the deadlock and the uh, constitutional vacuum that the country was going through. Um, uh, in the same time, Khalas's role today is to support any reform process, mm-hmm. any uh, uh, initiative that will strengthen the, dem- the democratic process in the country. Uh, in, in the same time, Khalas today is kind of a watchdog. It monitors any uh, discourse or any um, uh, political act that might lead the country into, into a destabilization or uh, non-security. And you talked about unity being so important. The founders of this group were very diverse. Is that right? Exactly. If you talk to normal Lebanese, it's a celebration of diversity, uh, creativity, cultural freedom. If you, if you talk to normal Lebanese, mm-hmm. no one wants this. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it, it takes few few hundreds to destroy a nation. It doesn't need everyone to be involved. When I say unity, um, uh, what I have in mind is the unity of the state institutions the unity at the level of uh, uh, respect of the democratic process. And all players should have a space within the state institutions rather than outside them. If you want to contribute to a country's economic development, there are a lot of different routes that you can take to do that. You're also a founding member of Injaz Lebanon. Am I pronouncing that even close mm, to right? Mm, yeah, okay. True. A youth group that's affiliated with Junior Achievement. 
Why did you see giving business skills to middle middle schoolers and high schoolers as the road to take for you? I think that the American model is a good model in the sense by by promoting entrepreneurship through young ages, Mm -hmm. by telling people if you take an initiative, if you create your own company, or at least if you're productive, if you invest yourself in the market, you have the, the, the opportunity and the potential to succeed. Uh, uh, bringing such programs into the school level where young people start realizing that, oh, their success depends on their choices, their involvement, their investment, their skills in the market. Uh, I, I, can, I can see, oh, I experienced directly this. I, I, I have few few uh, names in my mind where I, I see how they evolved because uh-huh. of this program and they made completely different choices. And now they're, they're successful in the marketplace because of these programs, which which makes them as well independent, right. autonomous, vis-a-vis any type of clientel- clientelism or clientelistic relationship mm-hmm. with uh, certain local sectarian players. So uh, a great way to combat extremism is to give people opportunities so the extremism isn't so I would say that the best way to build a nation is by building young people's capacities. Well, let's talk about another NGO that you're involved in to, uh, to help build a nation called NAM, which uh, is an acronym for Toward Citizenship. How is that fostering democracy? Uh, NAM today is, is a movement, Nahwal Mawtiniya. It's a movement in the country. It's all over the place. Everyone who feels that would like to work towards uh, a, a, a citizen-based uh, country mm-hmm. rather than a sectarian-based into a more liberal democracy rather than a consociational, which is the type of democracy or the type of system we live in, that, that's a space through... Uh, uh, promoting or, or s- through giving citizens access to information that will allow them make better choices. So a more informed citizen, but also a more educated uh, citizen through uh, educational programs we have. So voters' education, uh, what is the difference between different uh, uh, voting systems? And mm-hmm. the same time, your, your economic rights, your civil rights, so through education, but also an engaged citizen. So we have several um, uh, advocacy uh, and lobbying projects mm-hmm. to, to reform the access to information law or to reform the, the, electoral, the electoral system or to uh, lobby for... In, uh, uh, to to amend the illicit wealth law that will allow citizens hold politicians accountable and MPs accountable. So definitely through transparency, accountability, uh, uh, and definitely through s- uh, reforming uh, uh, democratic uh, practices or processes. And through creating a platform that will engage everyone w- with all their differences and mm-hmm. different identities in the same place that believe that Lebanon should be a just, uh, uh, secular or liberal uh, democracy. Now, it seems like there's a common thread running through all of this. You're sort of empowering individuals to have an impact on the broader society. Is that really a core principle for you? Definitely. I think what, what, I, what I have in mind is uh, can we create platforms, inclusive, participatory platforms, where people can think differently, live differently, but also be engaged in making impact in, in any initiative or work or relationship they have. And if, if these platforms, inclusive, uh, inclusive and participatory, are multiplied, are sustained, mm-hmm. institutionalized, we can dream of creating change pockets that one day might lead into 
change into making Lebanon and the Arab world a better place. How does that vision fit in with Lebanese culture? Uh, th- that that's part of the Lebanese diversity. Lebanon has 19 different religions, people who lived together since ever, mm-hmm. and they always were looking for a creative system that will allow them to live together, succeed. They're the best. That they're they're known to be excellent entrepreneurs on the planet. They're known for their creativity in fashion design, in graphic design, in art. All this comes from from this mix, mm-hmm. and. Uh, what what better than than coming together in in this geography and promoting a model in the Arab world that that uh, celebrate what Lebanese always believed in uh, again diversity creativity and cultural freedom. Now we've been talking about internal things that you're working on. What can the international community do to encourage democracy in Lebanon, or at least not to stand in the way of it? Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna start by by something I did before I came here. Uh, I met in the last three days with uh, several people, almost close to seventy or eighty people, and I asked them to write a small note. What would you wh- what message would you like me to say when I'm meeting the international students or international people or Americans? Uh-huh. The common thread in between all of them is that leave us alone and we'll be in peace. In the same time, we shouldn't neglect that today uh, we're all interdependent. Mm-hmm. Lebanon cannot live without a good relationship with all its surrounding, but with, with all, all the world as well. I think the issue is how can we uh, uh, ourselves make our choices, see what is our national interest, and invite a cooperation with the region and the whole world. We shouldn't live alone. Mm-hmm. We, sh- we should endeavor to live in peace with the world. Tell me a little bit about your World Fellows experience. What do you think you're going to be taking away from this? Uh, I, I would dare and say it's a lifetime experience. And I, oh, I think one, one, one of the uh, real learning or take off from this experience is, you know, thinking is a luxury. <laughs> Usually when you're, you're, you're in life and you're engaged in so many things, taking some time to to think, to reflect on ideas, initiatives, uh, perceptions you have, try to harness them, crystallize them. That's that's a huge opportunity. But also the second second thing is that definitely a a lot of perceptions that I have in mind based on my culture or experience, interacting with all different perspectives in the same time and try to understand others from where they stand rather than from where you h- how you would like to see them. Mm-hmm. That's also uh, another opportunity that I hope everyone in the world will have the chance to live. Third thing is that Yale provided and the World Fellows Program provided a platform for smart people. Everyone I met is smart on campus. So I, I always have to really build well or or design what I'm going to say, the argument, in a way where people are going to really look at the substance and give me feedback. And I have feedback on every idea or every project or initiative Mm -hmm. I'm involved in from people who really are interested and concerned in the world. And I don't think you can see this uh, elsewhere in other space or other campus than, than Yale University. The last thing I think I'm taking, uh, taking with me, I know that I belong to a huge network 
of people who are doing and willing to do good things in the world. I know anything I'm going to be uh, thinking of or trying to do in Lebanon, I know I I can I I have so many people that think alike that would be ready to be invested in making the world a better place. Thank you. We've been talking with Gilbert Dumit, who's participating in Yale's World Fellow Program for Emerging Leaders Around the Globe. For more information, please visit yale.edu/worldfellows.